This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Oh, hello there, old friend, and welcome back. If you're hearing this, that means you've listened to or are already subscribed to Literati. Good for you. Now, if you have a particularly keen ear, you may have noticed that there was a slight two-year gap between episodes. Very perceptive. But don't worry, because that time was not wasted. Colin and I were hard at work, developing a rival to the Kindle. And while we did fail, we also lost a lot of money. Now, on an unrelated note, Literati is coming back to Forever Dog on Monday, February 4th. And to celebrate our triumphant return to the bottom of the charts, we wanted to re-release some of our old favorite episodes to reacquaint you with us and our dumb world. The first episode is aptly titled About the Authors. Because Michael and I decided to take a break from interviewing interesting writers and instead interview interesting hosts ourselves. Now, we learned quite a bit about each other and even had some fun along the way. (laughs) What? You had fun? No. Enjoy. Forever. Dog. Hello, and welcome to Literati, a podcast about books and the idiots who write them. We are your hosts guiding you through yet another literary adventure. I'm Colin. And I'm Michael. As you can probably guess by the sounds of our voices, we are both incredibly smart and incredibly gorgeous. You know, if George Clooney saw us, he'd probably kill himself right on the spot, because what's even the point? (laughs) Yes, that's right. George Clooney, our only cultural touchstone for the standards of male beauty. That's just how hot we are. Women want to be with us, and men want to be with us. And with so many people demanding our time, you, the listener, should feel very honored to be joining us on this podcast. You don't even know how lucky you are. And that's quite evident by the fact that we've still never received a formal thanks from you, the anonymous listener. Once again, we're here taking time out of our busy book and sex-filled days to teach you without asking so much as a thank you in return. So we just want to take a moment to sit and pause and let you say whatever comes into your mind. Oh, you're, you're welcome. welcome. You didn't wow. have to thank us. Thank you. Oh, that's really nice. Thank of you. you for thanking us. So now that that's out of the way, we'd like you to sit back and let the sounds of our voices worm their way into your ears and let our ideas burrow in the soft, impressionable soil of your minds, sprouting thought weeds all over your fertile brains. Yes, let us climb on our imagination tractors and till the hills and valleys of gray matter land that is your consciousness. Yes, yes, let us fertilize your minds with the nutrient-rich shit we say. Your brains are like the silty shores between the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, and come spring this Mesopotamia will yield us a bountiful harvest. But after tending to your brain crops... Michael and I will then slaughter the pigs of thought. And break the necks of the many chickens of thought that knew not that death was coming for them. And brutally gut and bleed out the cow you had raised since childhood and named Margaret after your mother, and which on cold nights you'd take a wool blanket out to cover her in the barn and sing a soft song to soothe her shaking. Oh, by the way, this dead cow represents thought as well. Then, of course, we'll feast on all the fruits of your mind. Or food for thought, if you will. If you haven't gotten it by now, Michael and I are like farmers that live in your head. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that, does that check out with you guys? We've given you, I think, 30 we, different we've, examples there. We've, yeah, I feel like we've driven the point home. Hopefully you've gotten it by now. But enough about us and you and your brains. It's it's now time to, to move on to the next segment of the show, the one that I think people really look forward to the most, uh, the guest. Mm. Now, you're really in for a treat. And, but, but before we jump into that and introduce the, the guest for the episode, I just wanted to ask you, Colin, uh, what makes up a book? Ooh, 
Ooh, what makes up a book? Good question. Mm, thank you. Um, I would say paper, mostly. Yeah, I think books are largely paper. Yeah. Can you think of anything else? Hmm. <sighs> Aside from paper? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's the there's cover, which I guess is also paper. Yeah, sometimes. or gloss. Yeah. Glossed, glossed up gloss. paper. I think, yeah, it's mostly gloss mm-hmm. and paper mm-hmm. and ink, I would say. That makes up a book. Well, you know, Colin, you're forgetting a pretty big part of books. I don't think I am, Michael. Well, I'm about to blow your mind right here. Prove me wrong. Uh, on that glossy paper, from time to time, you'll notice something called the about the author. Oh, Yes. You're right. I did forget about that. And I'm sorry to have to trick you in such a brutal and public fashion. But just as you forgot about the about the author, many people forget about about the author. And that's why today we wanted to, instead of having a guest, we wanted to do an about the authors, about the us's. Yeah. We found that on all our previous podcasts, people most enjoyed the guest. So we were like, well, why don't we just be the guest as well? I was getting pretty sick of everybody saying, oh, this a, guest was so good. Oh, what good. a great guest. Oh, that was such a fun episode. I really enjoyed Dan yeah. Chamberlain's reading. Yeah, those two dumb schlubs just interviewed a great guest. Yeah, and uh, so I kind of thought, why don't we maximize the Michael and Colin yeah. and we'll be the guests. Yeah. It'll also kind of give you a chance to hear what we have to say about ourselves. Yeah, which I feel like we have the most insight into our lives. Why not let us talk about it? For sure. I don't think anybody knows me better than me, uh, except for maybe you. Yeah, that's true. I know you pretty darn well, and I don't think anyone knows me as well as me, except for maybe you. Well, we were genetically... And uh, combined at one point. Yes. And we, we, <laughs> and, that's, we and I don't, I did not misspeak <laughs> and meant to say medically uh, or, or surgically combined. Genetically, <laughs> we actually had our DNA altered so it was more similar than, than us and anybody else. Yeah, Even we, my parents. Yeah. I'm less close to my parents now than I am with you. We also, had, we also had that uh, a couple of years ago, that uh, Freaky Friday uh, sort oh. of thing. Which still hasn't been reversed, which is why you know me better than I know myself, and why I know you better than you know yourself. I was living inside of Colin's body for, what was it, two months? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we later did figure out that what accidentally actually did happen was we just switched <laughs> genes. But I don't think that made that Friday any less freaky. <laughs> yeah. And it was a two-month-long. It was yeah, every Friday for two months. Once, Yeah, once we realized that we were ju- we had accidentally... Just switched rooms and were wearing each other's clothes from each other's closets. Yeah, that's when the freakiness came to a halt. Yeah. Um, and I just want to... I, I think that talking about yourself is one of the backbones of podcasting. Mm, um, so yeah. I think we would be denying our listenership if we didn't do it. And I just want to say that at any point, if any of you listeners have a question for us, feel free to email us at... Um, uh, let's say literati books podcast at email.com. Great. And that then, our, yeah, should we yeah. maybe before continuing uh, just set up that email address real quick? Uh, I don't like, think we have time. Okay. Well, just email it. Just email that address anyway, and we'll set one up as soon as we can. I'm sure yeah. they'll hold on to it until someone sets up that and then email we can, address. If you have really good questions, we'll just retroactively find a way to work them into this interview. Great. Um, so, so without great. further ado, Let's get into about the authors. All right, let's do it. So, Colin, when did you first know you were a genius? Mm. Well, I knew pretty early on because I am a genius, so it didn't take me long to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. That, that helps. I bet stupid people don't realize they're stupid long- forever because <laughs> yeah. they're, they're so dumb. Yeah, that's the thing is that stupid people usually don't realize they're stupid for their whole lives because they're so stupid. Which is why a lot of dumb people will say things like, I'm not dumb. Stop calling me that. And they're wrong. Yeah. And being a genius, I know that. And you say it all the time. Yeah. And in addition to knowing that I'm a genius, which I figured out very early on Mm -hmm. because I was a very smart boy, uh, I also know when people are stupid. Now, were there any telltale signs that gave it away? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. my head hurt a lot, which sure. I, I assume 
was just my brain, Big brain. Was sort of pushing against the walls of my skull. Yeah, I have that problem with my penis. <laughs> it hurts all the time. Um, and I'm assuming it's because of how big it is. <laughs> yeah. And have you gotten a medical opinion on that? About uh, that it is just that your penis is too big and not that maybe there's uh, something wrong with it or something you need medication for? I'm actually not allowed back at the doctor. Oh, really? Uh, how how long has this uh, been going on? Uh, as a child, I went to the uh, doctor, and you know when um, they say say ah, and they put a little um, tongue depressor in your mouth. Yes, I bit my doctor's hand off. <laughs> Wait, did you bite the doctor's hand off like over the the tongue depressor? Yeah, oh, like you because <laughs> first I bit the tongue depressor because kind of gag reflex. Yeah, and he went, oh, we'll have to get another one, and I knew I better strike now, and so I just because he was going to get another one. He was going to get another, and one. you didn't. You don't want to gag. Again, on the tongue depressor. I would hate that. Yes. So I bit off his hand. And, um, and of course, that was my pediatrician. And I've, I'm on health insurance right now. Uh, and I could go to a doctor. But um, in general, I just find that being a starving artist, who's actually pretty wealthy, is sort of my aesthetic. And I don't want to rely on things like modern medicine to keep me alive. I want to do it. Like Hemingway didn't see a doctor, I bet. No, I don't. Look at him. He did great. He did fantastic. He, uh, I think, uh, lived a long, full life Mm -hmm. and, you know, just died of old age uh, quietly on his bed. I'd assume. Yeah. No. So, so your head hurt a lot as a kid. Yes. Uh, uh, we called them, uh, big brain aches, big brain Uh, aches. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so that was one of the telltale signs that I was a genius. Mm. Uh, it was just that my head hurt. Was it lonely? Uh, being a genius? Yeah, being so smart as a kid. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty lonely. Uh, being so smart and so well-read, like, I was often picked on uh, for mm. for being so smart. Like, kids mm. are always making fun of bookworms, you know? They yeah. would call me things like uh, nerd or ugly or fatty or, hey... Don't be such an ingrate. Help your grandmother. And it was just really hurtful. All because you love to read. Yeah. This was all just because I like to read and always had my nose in a book. And so people would say, like, put a bag over your face because mm-hmm. you're so ugly. And it's like they're just threatened by how smart I am. Yeah, because they know that if you've got a bag over your face, you can't read. You can't read, exactly. Except for maybe if it's like a Trader's Joe's bag. And, yeah. That, yeah. Or, and yeah, there's writing on the inside. Exactly. Little words of wisdom. Which they the should inside. put on there so the food has something to do. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be really boring to be an apple in just a plain paper bag. I agree. I think uh, you know people don't don't think of that. They don't uh, they don't consider entertainment for fruit and yeah. for uh, produce inside bags. Well, I guess not everybody is as thoughtful as we are. Yeah. Now, did you have a question for me, Colin? I do have a question for you. Okay. Um, Michael, if your life was a book. What would the title be? Wow, that's really that's really a great question. And I know it's a little bit of a trap because I'm, I know you're trying to get me to talk about my upcoming autobiography titled Forever a Boy. <laughs> Guilty um, as charged. And I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, Nothing is uh, leaking until it comes out. I can't out. convince you? Okay. Um, I think, though, to be honest, if I did, if someone else wrote a book about my life, it would probably be called Wish I Was Dead. <laughs> Wait, wait, is someone else wrote a book about your life? Mm-hmm. Do you, is uh, someone come to mind who might, who might, who might? Um, I guess like uh, I want to say Margaret Atwood. Uh, I want to say a. Uh, I want to say a Juno Diaz. Just someone uh, who you know is an author. And specifically, I'd much rather our be listeners an know they're they're up. Yes, they're, yeah, are, they know. You don't and, have to remind them of who's an author. They're well read. People. And I just want to be clear that the title would be Wish I Was Dead, referring to the person who wrote the book, because they'd have read my life story and they'd wish that they were dead. Oh, yeah. so it's not them wishing you were dead. They've read your life story and then they wish they were dead? For two reasons. Okay. First reason, they are so sad because of how tough my life is and yet how well I've done. Right. Because uh, you're a starving artist who's very wealthy. And right. that's yeah. that doesn't always happen. I What's think cool the only other he, person I can think of like that is Aladdin. <laughs> but it's cool because, uh, like, you sort of like, uh, not many people know this, but you are impressively uh, dependently wealthy. 
Which is very, yes, yes. Cool. I am uh, I am wildly dependently wealthy. Um, my dad invented the rocks that you put keys under, the fake rocks that you put keys under. And we, um, excuse me, I've just sort of been, I don't want to say sucking on his nipple ever since, but that's sort of the most elegant way I can think to put it. Um, and just coins just come out. But what's so cool mm. is that you don't give off that vibe that you've been uh, sucking at the teeth of your father. No. Well, because I, I like to publicly talk at parties about how no one has ever given me anything. Because to, in a different way, yes, nobody ever has. I've had to fight for everything I've gotten. Well, you argue with your father constantly to give you more money. Yeah, he to, doesn't want to. No, he wants you to uh, to sort of uh, you know, earn fend, my own yeah, way yeah, and fend for yeah, myself. pave your own way in the world. The second reason that Margaret Atwood or Juno Diaz would want to kill themselves is uh, because they're not me. You know, They'd see this and they'd realize, oh, I, I can't be as good of a writer as michael mm-hmm. i can't mm-hmm. ever reach those heights so uh the first way is that they're they're so struck by the life that i've lived and the second way is that they're they're so far away from it mm. i think even if the queen wrote that book she'd want to die <laughs> and i don't say that lightly a bit, I, I never talk lightly about mom <laughs> mom the queen oh i studied abroad in england oh wow yeah <laughs> that's, that's why i roll my cigarette <laughs> um now colin i have another question for you uh do you remember how we met i uh couldn't forget if i tried yeah and i have okay but i can't (laughs) it's Uh, just kind of burned in because for me it's a little bit foggy because i was drinking a lot at that time yeah uh but i definitely like i remember how my life changed when you came into it Yes. Uh, but I bet we can piece it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you were drinking a lot. What you might not remember is, so you were, you would do these crazy things at parties. And so I was, I was actually actively trying to get you to drink more mm. to keep doing these crazy tricks because people just like to have fun with you yeah. at parties. Like, oh, you- I was taking advantage of socially. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, like no, they'd, please. They'd get you Only sauced social. up and then like sort of like spin you around and like send you out into the streets and you'd like oh. uh, stumble around. And that sounds really down. familiar. That's yeah. how I probably learned how to juggle. Yes. Yeah. There, there, were, there were some prank. time spent at the circus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's part of why. Uh, so was I was sort of like a drunk gopher. People get me drunk and they'd be like, go for this, go for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that actually does make a lot of sense. And we were at the same parties uh, because my dad and your dad are friends. Yes. Yes. Uh, Our dads are uh, best friends. It's sort of the opposite of like like how uh, most parents are friends because their children are friends. Ours Mm -hmm. was the opposite where we were sort of forced into being friends because our dads were hanging out that's right we were born in the same hospital on the same day yeah and we were always next to each other near each other and we really didn't like each other no we did not and there was even some confusion uh over which which uh parent was i think that's why they maybe spent so much time they like weren't sure whose was whose that's probably why we freaky friday (laughs) yeah yeah uh freaky birthday baby yeah there was a lot of like wait a minute is that you or is that mine? Oh, is that oh one? mine's the one with the tail. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so my dad. They both have tails. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, doesn't yeah. help. Uh, congenital tails. Yeah. Um, and and your dad, I, I guess our dads. Uh, oh, I guess they know each other because my dad's your dad's boss. <laughs> yes, that's probably why they're friends. Yeah, yeah, they're they're friends because my dad obviously owns. Um, Big Fake Rock is yeah, the name yeah. of the company. Yeah. And, and yeah. What is your dad's? Because I My, remember he's lowly in the company. He is the uh, the guy who makes sure the uh, the little, the the indentation, the gaps on the bottom of the rocks are right. like a regulation size that like all keys will He underneath. scoops out the fake he rocks. He scoops out the, the gunk. The gunk from the, the fake yeah, rock. Yeah. The wow. chunks of gunk from the rock. That's, uh, that's thirsty work, friend. Yeah. yeah. I think his official title is uh, Rock Scooper. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, I mean, it's hard work, but it's good work. And uh, he loves it. I think he also is in charge of giving my dad piggybacks. Piggyback yes. rides wherever yes. my dad wants. Yes. Which is, I mean, it's hard not to be friends with that guy. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, your uh, genitals are on his lower back all day. Yeah. I would say that really, in a way, my dad is uh, your dad's rock. Oh, at wow. This rock company. And, and that's one rock that isn't hollow. Yeah. And Colin, I just want to say thank you for helping get me off the booze because I was getting pretty sick of being 
um, tricked into flirting with married women uh, or adventuring into subway uh, tunnels um, or even killing rats that were living in the host's home. And as fun as that was, and I think I, I don't think I've ever been that popular, I also don't think I was living my true life. And I remember you sat me down and you said, hey, man, I know it seems like you're having a blast, but people are laughing at you and not with you. Mm-hmm. So you better shape up or ship out. Yeah. Um, yep. And that was all before the fires. Yes. Uh, so, uh, I, I sort of break my life into, uh, pieces. This is my last resort. (laughs) Suffocation. No breathing. Don't give up. It's a little, a little Papa Roach, uh, for those at home, (laughs) which uh, is our favorite band, which is something we also bonded over. Yeah. And I've only heard that one song, but I could say. And you know all their songs. I've only heard that one song, but it's my. I can say they're my favorite band because yeah. I love that song so much. Is Papa Roach? A, is that a reference to to weed? Uh, yes, because they because uh, a big joint looks like a papa. <laughs> yeah, so this is like the little roach. Yeah, I'm token up papa on a roach. papa. A papa roach is like a full weed a fatty. cigarette. Yeah, yeah big exactly. fat fatty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I often say I'm smoking a papa, <laughs> and I'm not talking about Tom Papa. Who I, I've never seen his comedy, but I know he's got a Netflix special. But oh, yeah. you, you say you broke your life into pieces. <laughs> no, uh, no, into two categories. Okay. There was my life before the fires uh-huh. and my life after the fires. Uh, BF and AF. Yes. And you could uh, say after the fires, things were lit AF. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cool because I am very much a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, my life before the fires was basically, uh, getting you, uh, blind drunk and, uh, to make a fool of yourself in front of, uh, my friends, uh, your, I guess you wouldn't call them friends. They didn't have your best intentions. Wait, but you, you were the one getting me drunk? Uh, before the fires. It was after the fires when okay. I was like, I sort of like everything became clear to me and I was like, I can't do this. To this person. Uh, oh, I, wow. I guess uh, just as we were piecing things together, I thought that you were just another person at the party watching, and finally you spoke up. But it definitely adds an interesting uh, flavor to your character to know that you were the one ruining my life before you saved yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you made it pretty easy to ruin. Uh, you were uh, pretty so booze- vulnerable. Well, because you were booze thirsty. And yeah. like, uh, it's thirsty work being yeah, an author. And, uh, yeah, Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Monday through Sunday. Hmm. Um, and, but after the fires, uh, when I sort of saw the rubble. Yeah, the ashes. The ashes. I was like, I can't do this to this person. Uh, yeah. I, I have to get him, get him sober. Cool. And so I, so I helped you get sober. Well, hey, you know what? I don't care how it happened. Thank you. You are welcome. Uh, I got a question for you. Oh, okay, great. I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, uh, you should be. <laughs> uh, once you've finished writing a book, how do you go about bragging about it? Is it subtle? Mm. Or is it a little more over the top? Well, gosh, that is... That's a really great question. Uh, I, I do want to preface this by saying I have written 35 books, um, but I haven't finished any of them. Oh, wow. I've just sort of... They're all in different states of... Uh, uh, disrepair. They're mm. all sort of um, works in progress. Now, do you think that this is because you haven't yet figured out how you will celebrate or brag about each one, so you don't want to finish them until you know how you're going to go about I don't celebrating? think so. And the fact that you think that makes me think maybe you don't know me so well. I, I know exactly how I'll set one celebrate, and I'm going to celebrate the same way I celebrate everything. Uh, I go down to the to Raul, the man who operates the taco truck outside of my penthouse apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very small penthouse, though. You guys should know. It's just like yours. Um, and I'll go to Raul and I'll ask for two flautas and two enchiladas uh, con mole and crema and uh, dos... Um, uh, I'm not trying to think of the... Uh, the word in English, uh, I guess I'll just say the Spanish one, burritos. And I take them and I go down to the docks and I just sit and I eat and I watch the sunset. Wow. 
And that's just sort of how I, I take time for me and I take time for God every time I celebrate to just sort of sit and be like, well, uh, looks like we made it. Yeah. And, uh, you celebrating, finishing your book, God celebrating another wonderful day Yeah, that he's provided for us here on earth. And I guess in a way you're right that we are God's. Because we're creating worlds in our books. Exactly. And I, I do want to say the way that I t- specifically answer your question, the way that I brag about it would be really subtle. Um, I don't want to be overt and in your face. I just want to say things at a party and just be like, oh, sorry, my glass is shaking uh, in my hand. I, my knuckles just hurt so much from typing because I just finished my book. Um, something like that. I would never go in and say, oh, Anne Landers gave my book a great review. I'd say something. One, because she never did. But Well, she don't, doesn't review books. <laughs> I think she's the person who writes Dear Abby. So it wouldn't make any sense for her to. Um, that was just an example. Uh, and I wouldn't, so I wouldn't say that. But I might say something like... Um, Oh, sorry, I'm blinking so much. My eyes just hurt a lot from looking at the screen because I've been typing, uh, finishing my book, which actually is was really good. <laughs> but that's something you wouldn't say. No, I would say because oh, that, that's subtle because you oh, can barely even. Right. That's yeah. just working it in. Got you. That's subtly working. Does that not? It. Did that not feel subtle enough? No, no, no it totally felt subtle. That felt like a Can natural. Can you think of a subtler way to do it? I mean, I guess you could. Uh, you could. You could uh, reach into your uh, uh, canvas bag and be like. That's not my, that's not my day planner. That's, wow, that's just a copy of the book I just finished writing. Where the, where the heck is my day planner? That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. Another thing I might do is use my finished book as coasters <laughs> around my house. Um, so people, I'll be like, oh, wait, oh, no, that's mahogany. Don't put your cup down. Let me just slide this under. And they'll be like, what's this? And you'll be like, oh, so I'm out of coasters, so I just wanted to use this. Yeah, you have a stack of your new book. And, and then, not because and- they won't sell. No, no, no. No, no, no. Let's not. It's let's just because no one's buying them. Yeah. Not yet. Oh, yeah. I haven't finished the book. <laughs> yeah. um, but pre-order is available uh, for Forever <laughs> Which, a Boy. If the they, yeah. If they do pre-order them, that might uh, inspire you to finish it. So um, Now, Colin, I have a question for you. Uh, are you a paper and pen guy or a typewriter guy or a laptop dude or a tablet freak? <laughs> I'm a little bit. Of a combination uh, of a few of these. I, I'm a, I'm a pen guy. Sure. But I hold a pen in each hand and I like type my keyboard with pens. Sure. Like, I, I still like, like you're a stilt walker. Yeah, exactly. Like cool. I still like to feel connected to the pen, like, you know, but I'm also connected to the future, you know, mm-hmm. like I, and which is what I feel like my writing, you know, one foot in the past one foot in the future. That's why I always use chopsticks when I have takeout Chinese food because I want to honor my Asian ancestors. Yeah. And just like really pay tribute to that custom by eating every single grain of rice and every single piece of General Tao's chicken um, the way that it was meant to be eaten. Exactly. Uh, interesting. So, yeah. and, and that's, you do that on the computer, not on the typewriter. Uh, yeah. Do you I, use a typewriter at all? Mm. So romantic. Well, I I uh, do use the typewriter as a uh, decorative piece in oh, my house. Cool. Yeah, it uh, it's not it's not like a functional typewriter, or it is, but it not from me. Right. Yeah. You're not daily uh, use. It's just sort of there for the like look. So dang loud, you know. Right. Well, and your wife famously uh, she has that hearing problem where she hears too loud. Yeah. Where uh, yeah, she has this. Uh, hearing problem where uh everything migraines. i say and do seems to annoy her yeah no yeah. totally and she has that's just got to be the ears are too sensitive yeah i think that's what it is and that leads her always having those headaches which is why she's never in the mood <laughs> god it's so <laughs> annoying so annoying yeah, but like relationships are hard you know yeah especially when the person you're with doesn't love you <laughs> yeah but that's just a hurdle you have to find a way to get over <laughs> yep so I never uh, said it would be easy. You just got to stick with it. Yeah. Don't change chorus. Yeah. Even if yeah. Uh, she's begging me to sign the divorce papers. Nope. That would stick be giving in. Yep. Going to stick with it. Anyway, I have a question for you. Oh, okay. What current movie, TV show, or, or news event would you like to see turned into a book? Hmm. That's pretty good. Now, I to full disclosure, I am kind of a news junkie. 
Uh, but all I read is the side column on Facebook that says what's trending. <laughs> but I read it every day. I love this stuff. I actually get a printout sent to my house. I'm very similar, uh, mm-hmm. except with heroin instead of news. Oh, but, wow. con- but continue. Yeah, you're a big... Okay. Um, yeah, so I constantly feel like I'm just in the know. But that being said, I don't... I feel like there hasn't really been anything interesting in the news recently because um, everything that I've seen trending is just things like, oh, new Apple Watch coming out, new this. It's like cool, but it's just, mm-hmm. um, it's not what I necessarily think you would need a book about. Um, what? But for movies, uh, you know, those Bourne movies. Turn those into a book? I think they'd be a really those good book. Those would make such a good book. like a, Or like, Harry Potter. Oh, my God. That would make an amazing book. Yeah. Where, like like uh, just a... You know, just a vacation book, just something like something just you a could read. Maybe it's turner. even for kids or something like that, because I could really picture some of that stuff. And I even feel like because uh, a lot of those movies are bad. And I think if you spaced them out, maybe instead of like an hour and a half long movie, if it was like a I don't know six seven hundred page Absolutely. book, and, and you, the author was British or something. You know what else I think should be turned into a book? What is uh is a uh, The Ten Commandments starring Charleston Heston. Definitely that. Okay. But I also just think that uh that uh, a Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens could just be turned into a better book. Yeah. Like if they could they could just like but don't get me anything wrong. That book is good. It's good. But it could I be, think so, it could be much so much better. better. If someone you could just... get two or three more cities in that book. <laughs> like yeah, like a tale of like five cities. Yeah, that's exciting. Now, now we're talking. What are we talking about? Atlanta, New York, San Francisco, Chicago, and Houston. Yeah, that could I be great. Think so yeah, that's a really good point, Colin. I guess that's yeah. So that would be my answer. Is I would want to see a tale of two cities turned yeah. into a better. And book. I feel like there's a ton of other books that just could be made into better books. Mm-hmm. Less words, more action. Mm-hmm. More sex. Oh hell yeah. yeah! I think there's nothing for me as pleasurable about uh, as as reading uh, a paragraph where two people have sex and you get to read words that you normally don't get to read, like nape and like uh, a gasp and um, and just things like arching, like arching oh. your lower, like all sorts of things arch and curl that normally wouldn't. Um, I just think that's really fun and it gets me in the mood. Yeah. Um, which should we tell them about our new endeavor? I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking so, of sex uh, and this books. Is a, this is a little sidestep. Because uh, we got to make some money, you yeah, know. Michael and I, uh, we have a, a new idea. Don't steal this. Uh, but we, And since we're saying it on the podcast, legally you can't. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a uh, sort of like a Mr. Skin, but for books. It's called uh, Dr. Flesh. <laughs> and basically it's going to be gonna a t- website that tells you <laughs> all the sexiest parts of books and where to go. What page, what chapter, and yep. kind of like so a can- sense of, is this going to describe areola or is it going to describe um, like some sort of violent, maybe non-consensual scene in a uh in like a um girl with a dragon tattoo type book yes and uh and we will have to account for the different uh versions of books that's been the reason we were supposed to launch it this summer (laughs) yeah um but we realized that there's hardcover there's paperback there's first pressing there's second pressing. yeah and we're definitely going to be making a lot of hardcover jokes in uh in <laughs> yes that's Flesh. true and unfortunately i'll be making a lot of paperback jokes <laughs> because of my uh erectile dysfunction uh <laughs> sorry erectile dysfunction um that i'm sure a doctor would say i had if i ever yeah, went you wish your dysfunction was defunct my penis is so big that it just doesn't yeah. work. Well, you, yeah, you. Uh, it's huge though, which yeah. is awesome, and I wouldn't trade that for the world. Hey, I, I, I had I, plastic surgery <laughs> to make my penis s- so big, and uh, the trade-off was that my penis is mostly plastic and is forever just hanging limp between my legs. <laughs> uh, but I, damn, I, it's awesome. And I, I got don't rights. say this enough, and but I, I'm really sorry about your achy penis. Thanks, man. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I hope you get well. Uh, I don't say this enough, but. Um, I'm sorry your head hurt a lot as a kid. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, is it my turn to ask you a question? Yep. Okay, yeah. great. Um, now, this one I sort of already asked, so I'm going to skip that. Uh, oh, let's see. And by the way, we are just going off the cuff. Um, <laughs> if you could... This call is just an, a natural conversation. Yes. Uh, now, if you could punch three famous people from history, who? Ooh. And don't say the obvious ones that everybody says. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
now, when you say from history, this means they are dead? Uh, no, just people I don't hang out with. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I would say if I could punch three people from history... It would, uh, uh, it would, all three of them would be people uh, I ran into yesterday. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, That's a, about as uh, close to non-history as you can get, yeah. and I love it. Yeah. Um, I freaking love and, it. And uh, uh, first would be the, uh, uh, the car that uh, almost uh, hit me at a crosswalk. Oh, my God. God. I'd like to... <laughs> Colin, what happened? You didn't tell me about this. They were just being very reckless. They they had a green signal. Mm-hmm. and I Which, of course, f- means... Means if I can get across... Go for go it. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. But the uh, pedestrian always has the right of way. Always has the right of way. Mm-hmm. And I start screaming, stop, 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 like at least 10 feet before I get to the crosswalk. So he had plenty. He, he had, plenty, had of time. plenty of warning. Yeah, and I was just like, and so it's, it's, yeah, it's sort of me going like, stop, 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 stop. And then I run out into the street. And I so never know. yelling stop from the corner, I'm so you're being stop, safe. But I also like. I'm kind of afraid what's going to happen, so I close my eyes and my ears, and, and right. I just run across the street. And I just go, stop, 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 and, and just hope for the best. Yeah. Uh, and this motherfucker didn't stop. Oh, he just got an explicit warning. Yeah. And that is insane. Yeah. Now, were you wearing that seatbelt I made for you? Yeah. <laughs> The yeah the, the one that just wraps around yeah you, yeah I was wearing the because you know how nervous I get well yeah well, I don't I, want my buddy walking nervous. around not belted and you usually usually what happens is uh, for those of you who don't know Michael and I uh, well enough sorry uh, sorry yeah <laughs> sorry for you uh, is Michael and I are, uh, hang out all the time and, and usually when Michael uh, he'll run errands he'll go into and stores. I run them he runs them. I want you guys to know because he I am runs. an avid workouter yeah and so when I run errands I'm in a one-piece lycra suit, and mm-hmm. I've got the shoes with five fingers on them, and I've got the gloves with five fingers on them, and I am sprinting across town. I have goggles on. I look like one of the main guys from Digimon, and I am just sprinting across town getting all my errands done. Sorry. And I'm uh, with him, and I have my seatbelt, which is attached to a leash, mm-hmm. and Michael... Uh, and I'm with Michael, and mm-hmm. then when he goes into the stores, Michael will wrap the leash around a, uh, you a know, pole, a, a pole, tree, something, and I quietly hydrant. wait on the ground until Michael comes. Maybe it's actually, this is a common misconception. It's actually cooler near the ground, which is mm-hmm. why I don't want Colin to get uh, overheated. Yep. So I tell him, stay near the ground, put your face on the cement. It's actually cooler there because heat rises, if yeah. you remember. And, and uh, you know, I'll just hang out while Michael runs his errands, and sure. I'll just, like, at the passersby, you know, make little noises, like... <laughs> Just to let them know you're okay. <laughs> and I think maybe t- 10 or 15 more noises. Uh, different noises? The other noises I make? Or, yeah. Yeah. So I'll go, <laughs> so I'll go like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, one of the other noises I make is, hey, how are you? <laughs> yeah, that noise actually is one of my least favorite. Yeah. Um, I don't like people talking. And then I, you know, do the. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Are we getting that on mic, producer Alec? He's nodding yes. Um, That's so exciting. Um, So that's the first person or that's all three people would be the person who ran you over. (laughs) Oh, right. I forgot what question I was answering. Yeah. So that was the first. Just like a book, it's easy to get lost. Exactly. Um, So that was. uh, So the first person from history I would punch. Would uh, oh, by the way, are you okay? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it was just it was a close call. Okay. They didn't hit me, but it's just like I really did like you to hit them? sock them one. Uh, no, which is why if I could get a second chance You'd at that, I, I would like gotcha. to. Um, uh, the second person uh, would be the barista at my local uh, coffee place because mm-hmm. I went in and I had a little car. You know, like they punched like. After 10 coffees, you get the 11th one free. Uh, well, I was just sort of raised to always pay full price for everything, but uh, I, I think I know what you mean. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, as long, yeah, you don't need to like relate. Oh, sort of like a when you're at the barn and you, if you after you've ridden ponies there for ten years, you're allowed to just sort of yep. take one of the ponies home. Exactly. Okay, it's I a got similar it. sort of thing. And so I, uh, I had uh, bought nine coffees, and the tenth was supposed to be free, and they were like, "No, you buy ten, and then the eleventh is free." And so I'd just like to to punch uh, that uh, coffee shop employee uh if i could that's frustrating and i to clarify if i know the coffee shop you're going into that's the one where the barista is a 16 year old girl (laughs) is that um yep okay great um thank you for agreeing with the truth um well it's amazing i think it's thank you for sharing and third person you want to punch um uh, the third person I'd like to punch uh, is uh, a, the wax figure of uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, just because I tripped over him when I was at uh, Madame Tussauds the other day. Yeah. And I think it would be very satisfying to punch a wax figure and have your hand just melt right in. Yeah. And I'd be there first warming his face hands. up with a yeah, hot, 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 hot hands. Yeah. And I'd warm his face up a little so you'd hit and it would just... Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Mr. Yeah. Lincoln. What'd you ever do for me? Exactly. Great. Um, do you have a question? I think we have time for maybe one more question each. Great. Which drugs do you love to do when you write? Hmm. Wow. Uh, okay. This is going to be a multi-answer question for me. Uh, I guess first would be creativity. Um, I think creativity is... No real the- drugs? Sure. Um, I guess probably uh, Adderall. Okay. Um, I like to buy Adderall off of high schoolers, <laughs> and I mean I'm there anyway. Um, just doing some, uh, <laughs> um, what I like to call adult learning. I'm supplementing my education because obviously you I just, already you did just peer in through the windows outside the classroom. Yes. Well, I already went to college. I already went to grad school. I already got my MFA. So they always say you can never work on the fundamentals enough. But I'm not going to pay to go back to elementary school or high school or whatever it is I said. And <laughs> I don't even know how I do that um, because I think that it's like a public school. Anyway, so I go and I stand outside and I look in. Then at recess or lunch or whatever it is, the kids will come out and I'll buy Adderall off of them. And at least for me, I find that the effect it has is that it makes me very focused and it makes me really interesting. Um, and so I'll take a five or seven Adderall and then I'll just write and 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 write. And then I've got a chapter. And the quality, I would say, the downside of writing that much is that the quality increases. And it's harder for my editor because it's so much good stuff. Your editor is always like, Michael, we asked for 500 pages uh, and you gave us 1,000 pages of gold. Yeah. How can we? How can you cut gold? Yeah. I don't think there's anything sharp enough to cut gold. No. There's no, like, gold knives. Mm-mm. And if there yeah. were, I'd know. Yeah. Um, and another I... drug... Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Uh... <laughs> uh, go ahead. I just... I like to trip out real good on the... That... that uh, uh... On the sh- on shrooms, mm. and I'll just take a couple caps and just sort of sit and soak it all in. And I know a lot of people are gonna who are listening are gonna be like, "Hey, that's illegal. You shouldn't be taking psychedelics." But uh, it's the '60s, uh, so yeah. Why don't you take a chill pill, uh, which I will sell you because actually um, I know a lot of high schoolers who are depressed and they're on chill pills. Um, so I could buy that. I could get that hookup. Um, and actually, my prices are super good. Um, but with shrooms, it's just sort of like, I don't know, a dope way for me to kind of just like appreciate nature and the world and have really, really wild thoughts and stuff. Just things like my mind will just go on these crazy adventures where I'll be like, what if I wasn't a writer? Um, and like uh, stuff like that. That's really fascinating. I guess I would say that uh, the drug I like to get high on is uh, creativity. Um, so, oh. <laughs> uh, huh. Well, I'd, I guess that's only fair for me uh, and the barista um, question. So. And we also know you love to be drunk when you write. 
Is there, do you yeah. like getting drunk for other stuff? Well, I do like to say, uh, I did want to say thank you for saving my life and getting me off of booze. And then also thank you for getting me back on it when it turned out I was a really boring person. You were so boring. Um, I got a question for you. Uh, what jobs did you have before your big break? Oh, wow. Uh, so uh, the big break you're... The big ba- break you're referring to is when I broke my femur and then couldn't yeah. work anymore. And yeah, so well, you, you know sued because you got run over by a car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you sued that person who happened to yep. be Bill Gates. Yep. And you got a ton of money. Yeah. So you want to know break. all the jobs I had before my big break. Yeah. Uh, so I was a hot dog vendor. You were a hot dog vendor. You were slinging Franks. I was slinging Franks. Wow. That uh, must be exciting. That's thirsty work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it sure is. But what's good is it comes with a lot of water. There's always water in the cart. Yeah, there's a, well, hot dogs have a lot of sodium too. So, oh yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I was just slinging dogs. Uh, and, and was it a one for them, one for you sort of deal? It was definitely a one for them, one for me deal. Yeah. <laughs> which uh, was sort of incentive to sell more hot dogs, which sure. meant I got to eat more hot dogs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, I was paid in hot dogs. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, so that was just. One of the jobs. So exciting. And, you, and you know what the thing I miss the most beginning. is the hustle. I miss the hustle. You mm, know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, sort of like when people retire, you know, they, they have trouble, like, sort of doing nothing. And I, uh, you know, just... Uh, That's like my, my dad. He yeah. no longer uh, is the CEO of Big Fake Rock. Um, and now he's like, oh, what should I do? What should I do? And so he goes and to all the places he can he's really good at spotting the fake rocks because he designed it so his hobby is just sort of going around finding the fake rocks using the keys and going robbing to the houses homes. Yeah, yeah which is a great that's actually a really great business model yeah Get rich off of selling people something and then using that against them later yeah that's it's kind genius. of perfect that's like um when i would sell weed in the park um, it was actually K2, that synthetic weed, and people would smoke it and freak out, and then I'd steal their wallet. <laughs> so it's just sort of like kind of a... Some people have said that it's like a perfect business model because it loops. Yeah, and like there's no end to it. Yeah, so and like so... It'll just be... It'll just go on forever, forever. Until yeah. um, um, I get put in jail. Did you have any jobs before you got your uh, big break? I was actually a dancer. Wow. Um, I worked... It was, you know, not... It was a place of ill repute, um, mm. a place where people go for entertainment. Mm. Uh, it was, was it? a Denny's. Okay. And <laughs> I was a male uh, dancer. It's a, yeah. Okay. It's um, like a place you enter through the back, get thrown out through the front sort of place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and which is also, I think the same way roller coasters work. And, uh, so I would, I was this waiter at a Denny's, but I knew the minute I was hired, I was really being hired to provide a service to the patrons or guests uh specifically a certain type of clientele um and i took pride in it because i was earning money but in another way it was also kind of shameful because i was forced to perform sexual favors for a lot of the patrons um and the boss would have to come out and pretend like that wasn't what i was doing and make a big show of yelling at me in front of everybody and the parents I'd be doing this to would be like oh no stop stop but uh, our kids are here and stuff but it's like then why are you here you know what I mean (laughs) we all know what kind of place this is yeah um, you guys serve sausages at three in the morning well you you'd come out with Uh, just called the grand slam it's like we get it you'd come out with uh just your apron on exactly and my full ass coming out the back yeah so, yeah, that was one job I had. Another um, was uh, my dad got me a job uh, as a nuclear scientist. Um, but that I found boring. I was in charge of all the scientists. So I was like the scientist boss. You didn't even get to do any of the science? No, I could make them do stuff. Like they'd be working on their codes and whatever. Like science and manager. I'd come down and I'd say, hey, make an explosion. Um, obviously the highlight of the day. And they'd be like, sir, that's not what we do. And I'd be like, it is now. Uh, or There's I'd no be like... explosions in cancer research. Yeah. Like, well, maybe there should be. Yeah. Maybe we need some explosive some of these, new, uh, uh, you know, cancerous cells. Yeah, exactly. Or make me a robot. And they'd say, again, like, I, we don't even... What, what are you asking for? And then um, they'd do it. Uh, so I was a good boss. Yeah. Um, but also it was very thirsty work. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, you know what? I feel like I know you better than I've ever known you. And I've known you since you were born. 
I feel like I uh, know you more and yet have more questions about you than I've ever had before. Well, should we do another hour? I think we should. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, our microphones um, fizzled out, uh, so we were not able to record that second hour. Yeah, that um, is what happened, Alec, right? That's what you were telling us, that the microphones uh, broke? Yeah. Oh, he said, yep. So, uh, unfortunately, that second hour, we actually went on for three or four more hours. It's kind of like a Bruce Springsteen concert. Yeah, uh, or like maybe some sort of fish concert. Like if, but if like Bruce Springsteen only talked about himself, yeah, and never played any of the songs you wanted to hear, which is what we all want when we go to concerts. And uh, I scream like, "Talk about yourself!" When yeah. I go to Bruce Springsteen, and you pay concert. a lot of money to get in the front row. But we promise that we will do this again since. Uh, I just checked the email address, and there weren't any questions sent in, but there were over 6,000 emails saying, this is the best episode yet. Please release more like this with just you guys. And so um, we'll come and try and recapture the magic someday in the future. Yeah. So thanks for listening. And until next time, don't don't forget forget to Oh, man, that felt good, huh? Oh, it felt so good. Fuck, what a load of bullshit, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, These guys are such idiots. We give them slop. It's just like, oh, yeah, we couldn't book a guest, so we'll just talk. Yeah. Jeez. Fucking podcast listeners. I really don't get what they like about these. No, it's nuts. I I mean, I don't listen to that. I can't stand this stuff. No. I'd much rather listen uh, to rock and roll music. Yeah, it would be like going to a Bruce Springsteen show and having him talk the whole time. Yeah. Play the frickin' guitar. Oh, man. You want to go get a barrito? Yeah. We got... There's got to be a word for that in English, though. I don't know. The only thing I can think is sushi roll. You know, it's like a rough translation. I think that might be... I think that might be it. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.